Dig this. You're listening to Brandcast around the world with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brand new! You're listening to Brandcast around the world. I know you're going to dig this. You're listening to Brandcast around the world with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Oh, I had my, uh, my cell phone on. I watched my own stream. Because that's how narcissistic I guess I am. What's up, everybody? I'm just kidding. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Brandcast Around the World. I'm your host, Brandon Berkeley. Thank you for joining me at 8 a.m. on this beautiful June 28th, Monday morning. Oh, I'm so happy. Some really great news coming my way because uh, the lockdown in Ontario is going to be ending, or at least we're going to be moving into phase two or three, whatever. I haven't really been following but uh, the biggest news for me is I get to get a haircut. That's right. On Canada Day, I'm going to be getting a haircut. Uh, I talked with my hairdresser yesterday, who was a friend of mine, and we discussed it. And she said, oh, I can bring you in if you want to be there on Canada Day. And I said, yes. Put me in, coach. Put me in the game. So uh, we also discussed uh, making my hair like the neon green, like the color you kind of see here. But then I completely remembered that I have to do Batman, so that's out of the question for now. But let me know, do you guys want to see me do some highlights with that neon green? Because I think once Batman's done, uh, I'm I'm eager to try something unique. Maybe some black lights, some glowing kind of uh, highlights or something. We'll see, I don't know. I'm going to get a little bit crazy afterwards. But I'm really, really happy to hear that the lockdown or uh, whatever is going to be moving into phase two, which is a, a big, big, big news. A lot of people are getting vaccinated, so that's great. Um... I'm really looking forward to live music again. This is something I've missed. At this point, I, I was telling my friends, I would pay good money just to watch a shitty band play live right now. I miss shitty music at a bar with your friends just hanging out, you know, watching even the worst acts. It doesn't matter at this point. Just, just let me in. I, I need a, a greasy hamburger with some greasy french fries and some alcohol in my system while listening to some good tunes. Good or bad, doesn't matter. The, the more you drink, the better it gets anyway. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, I know locally we have the townhouse. It kind of makes me uh, think about playing shows again maybe in the, in the near future. Uh, I thought maybe shows would be something that uh, would not be possible for a long time, but I think maybe that's going to be opening up again, which is really interesting because my band, 986, um, maybe we'll start getting to jam a little bit again and, and play some local shows or even do a live. We talked about that before, doing a live uh, performance for you guys, but we, we don't have enough in the bank yet. Still got to get some steam rolling uh, in order to uh, to get everything uh, everything going. Because we have, we have uh, pretty much three, three or four songs, um, a couple of which are recorded that you have heard, one you have not. Uh, I don't know what we plan on doing that or doing with that, but... In the near future, I think uh, hopefully we'll get back together and do something uh, with the band. We need a bassist, actually. Can't really do too much without a bassist. Like, I mean, you could. You could play live without a bassist, but you'd really be missing that back end. But uh, in Sudbury, it, it's it's probably not as big a deal because it seems that there's not some not great sound systems in Sudbury when you go to play live. So um, most of the time, things get drowned out or sound pretty awful anyway. Like I said, I just want to hear crappy music at this point, even if it's my own. But uh, yeah, any big plans for everybody for the summer now that the lockdown or uh, wherever you might be, if you're not in Canada, I don't know what the situation is right now in the United States. If it's if it's crazy, uh, are you uh, like, you know, are you guys allowed to go out and do things? 
I know uh, a lot of people are celebrating Pride right now. I've seen some some Pride Parade images. I believe uh, in New York. Um, I was looking at yesterday. My manager Derek was in New York celebrating Pride. It's really awesome. I uh, hope you had fun, Derek. Um, but it seems like in New York, uh, things are pretty much open because it seemed very, very crowded. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? I guess if everybody's vaccinated, it's pretty good. It won't really matter if I don't think we're going to spread uh, COVID around too much. I know there's a lot of people that uh, have been getting vaccinated. You still got your anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers and whatnot. I still feel slightly iffy and, and concerned about the vaccination. I haven't gotten mine yet, I'll be completely honest. I'm not even sure where to go. I know I'm going to get some inboxes uh, telling me where to and where to sign up and all that, but uh, I might wait just a little bit. I'm going to get it, but I'm going to probably just wait a little bit just to make sure nobody's growing any, you know, third arms or whatever. I don't believe in the conspiracy theories like there's microchips or any bullshit like that. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but at the same point, I think, you know, uh, the this new technology something that just kind of came out, the RNA. So it's something I want to be cautious about. I don't have kids yet, so, you know, I don't want uh, mutant babies if I, if I decide to have kids at one point. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys know some some more calming information about it. If you do, definitely let me know in the comments. Because um, it's definitely good to inform people as long as it's not uh, toilet information. You know, and what I mean by that is people that sit on the john and they read uh, Facebook posts and they become experts on uh, disease control and plagues and all that other stuff. I don't mind people having a difference of opinion. Um, I don't mind people... You know, even going against the grain a little bit, I think sometimes that's good. makes It makes you question things, but at the same point, don't be an asshole. You know, it's like pretty much uh, going out in public and spitting on somebody. I've noticed actually a lot of the people uh, that don't wear masks or haven't followed protocol. To be completely honest with you, though, um, there's a certain type of person that does that. I was in Walmart the other day, and they kind of had this line going up for the checkout, uh, for like the human checkout. And everybody's getting in line. And then you can kind of, like, get around it if you go through, like, the clothing section. You could, like, just kind of walk into a line uh, instead of waiting in line, like, directly into the cashier. And it figures the one guy without a mask just kind of looks at us all like we're all stupid waiting in line. Like, as if we don't know that we could go around in line and just kind of skip, you know, the courtesy of being, you know, keeping six feet apart from each other. And so this guy just kind of walks in front and looks at us and he's kind of, like, snickering to himself. And it's so funny when you think to yourself because, like, this guy thinks he's a genius. In his mind, he's like, look at these assholes, all stupid sheep. And it's like, man, if he only understood why people probably treat him the way he does long term, you know. Anyways, we won't get too political. I try to stay away with the political stuff. I know that's not uh, the greatest topic to uh, hit, especially at 8 a.m. in the morning. But sometimes you got to got to talk some sense into people because I, I don't know. It's not a big deal. Put on a fucking mask. Sorry to swear. It's early in the morning. That's what the coffee does to me. I'm drinking uh, my massive... Look, this is the size of my head. That's how much coffee intake I get. I drink about two, maybe three of these a day. Tim Hortons is going to be happy. Tim Hortons, you should get me a sponsorship. Drink Tim Hortons. Or, you know, actually, you know what? Here, let's do this. Let's have a little battle here because it kind of shows you how much coffee I drink. I've got both of these here. They are the same size, it seems. So, um... Seems like they're competing directly. But McCafe or Tim Hortons, which one is it? Which one do you prefer? Does price matter? Are you guys uh, Starbucks fans? I won't drink Starbucks because I don't feel like paying $18 for uh, uh, Mocha Frappa Lache uh, Yakiro Taco Bell drink. You know, all the bells and whistles that come with it. And I don't even like that. I actually don't like like uh, frothy cream and all that stuff. I just like that's like half your cup right there. 
I have noticed actually with these cups, McDonald's pretty smart. They have this little indent here. It goes in a little bit, so you are getting slight, a slight less bit of coffee. And it figures McDonald's would do that to try and save a penny. But I bet you they make millions of dollars just by saving that that couple drops of coffee. It's like I remember back in a few years ago, uh, Air Canada removed one olive from all their uh, from each one of their first class flights from the salads of their first class flights, and I think they saved themselves like 1.2 million dollars that year by doing that. So that means they're spending 1.2 million dollars on olives. Maybe I should get into the olive business. It seems pretty lucrative. Airlines spending that much money. That's insanity. $1.2 million on in olives. You got to think about how many people are actually flying, though, and the amount of volume that even a single airline like Air Canada is taking in. It's really interesting because it makes you think about how disease actually spreads, considering, you know, the way COVID spread and whatnot, and how many people were traveling and touching the airline. And, and they don't really clean those things. I used to travel a lot when I was younger. I lived around the world. Um, and, and you notice when you're going on a plane, there's, there's old stuff and they, they forget things in the, in the little bins in front of you. You always find like magazines. I remember when I was a kid, I found a hustler magazine. There was like all these like shopping. They're usually like, they tuck in these magazines to help you help you. Yeah. Uh, to make you buy things. So when you land, they, they, they let you know that there's shops and there's a Gucci store or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, they try to get you with that. But then, you know, one time I, I was on a plane and I found a hustler magazine. And so that I definitely kept because I was 10 years old. Yeah, that was a, an interesting thing. Uh, definitely interesting. I wonder, you know, kind of makes me think now of, of the pervert who brought that on a plane. Like, who's reading a, a porno mag while you're sitting next to somebody and most likely a stranger or even like your family member? But I guess maybe that's uh, part of the Mile High Club. Are you a part of the Mile High Club if you do it yourself? I don't think so. But maybe, maybe that was that person's line of thinking. They're like, maybe if I'll just bring this on the plane... Rub one out quick, and then I'll I'll be able to tell all my friends that I was in the Mile High Club. You in your hand, buddy. You in your hand. Actually, I remember a terrifying uh, story, speaking of airports. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I lived in Australia for a few years. And um, it's like a 36-hour flight to fly to Australia, so it's insane. You're on a plane for so, so many hours, and it's, uh, it's an experience. That's for sure. I'll say that. Um, but I remember one time when I was going through uh, the security... And um, I had this, like, helicopter toy that made noises when you press buttons on. I can still remember it, actually. And it would vibrate if you pressed a couple of the buttons together. So as I'm going through the airport, uh, these officers come, and then they, they approach me. And I'm a 10-year-old boy. And they say, oh, you know, can you open your bag or whatever? And then they, they, they have their hands on their hips with their guns and whatnot. It's like... What the hell is going on here? I was terrified. So anyways, uh, they said, you know, that there's something suspicious in the bag that they need me to open up because I guess they wouldn't open themselves in case it's a bomb or something like that. But I guess they were willing to blow up a 10-year-old child. Um, so anyways, I, I opened up the bag and uh, it was this vibrating uh, helicopter toy that I had. And, you know, I said, so what's what's the big deal here as we went through it? And they're all kind of, you know, looking through with caution and whatnot. I'm Here I am terrified. And they're like, oh, we thought it was a bomb. It's like, wow, that's... Uh, that's an interesting scenario. So, yeah, at, at 10 years old, I, I I could have potentially been labeled as a terrorist. I don't know. I guess I guess that maybe that happens. Or maybe people use, like, kids as drug mules and stuff in the airports, which is terrifying when you think about it. Because it's like, as a, as a 10-year-old boy, I mean, you have these people with, uh, you know, they're, they're like military weapons and whatnot. It's not, not just pistols. Like, they're, they're heavily armed. And, uh, you know, 
I wasn't a terrorist, so I was pretty damn terrified. I, I you know, it's funny. Uh, people, you know, think, I guess, the stereotypical terrorist, but I guess anybody can be a terrorist because I'm very pale, you know? So, yeah, they definitely pinpointed me out, isn't it? And as a 10-year-old boy, that was a terrifying experience. I love Australia, though. I'll say that. Uh, it was definitely worth going to Australia. Made some great friends there. I held a koala. Koalas are the best. They're, they're absolutely timid creatures, but they've got very sharp claws. I remember, actually, I was wearing a, a tank top, and uh, I have a picture of uh, holding a koala. And and these things hold on to you for dear life. They grip their their tree hugging claws like into your skin and they hold on and i remember it's like this little koala just looking at me in the eye like don't you can drop me don't you do it and you know I'm, I'm i'm you know 10 to 12 years old somewhere in that range and I'm, I'm holding this this koala here and he's pretty heavy so i'm like oh i might drop this dude and then he's holding on on even tighter terrifying experience but also really cool actually oddly enough this is really weird uh i met a koala and michael jackson in the same day hmm Beat that. Michael Jackson and a koala. It was in Sydney, Australia. I don't know why uh, Michael... Oh, no, I, he, Michael Jackson was performing. We've seen him live. But he was at the Sydney Opera House, and we just happened to be in Sydney. Uh, and he was, like, touring or whatever. Not touring, like, walking around with his security and whatnot. And then we got to take a picture with him. It was really cool. Uh, Australia. I miss Australia. It seems like a lot of cool things happen in Australia. I still got a couple friends there. I've met a couple people uh, because of the YouTube channels. Uh, shout out to Matt. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hang out one day soon. Either one of us are going to have to go on that 36-hour flight. But I believe Matt said he also uh, has some work in Ottawa. So that would be cool if he came to Canada. Not as fun, I'll tell you, but we don't have redbacks. Redbacks are like these black widow spiders. There's these tiny spiders that um, you find them in your homes, everywhere. This is how deadly Australia is and how kind of terrifying it is. These redback spiders um, are, you know, less less than the size of your, of your thumbnail. And... Um, they're deadly to children, I think, under 15 or whatnot. So if you get bitten by it, you're pretty much a goner. And these things are so damn common. I remember when I first, first moved in, in my house, uh, I had this closet. And I remember finding one in there. And it's like, obviously, you kill the thing. But uh, apparently, they're pretty docile. I mean, I never got bit by one. I lived there for two years. Uh, there was poisonous snakes and all that stuff, too. And people think it's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. I mean, there's some really deadly animals there, but they don't seem to be as vicious as I think people would assume them to be, including like sharks and all that. A uh, really terrifying story, though, when we first, when me and my brother uh, first arrived in Australia, uh, we lived in this like little neighborhood, and all the, well, obviously, no, we lived in uh, in the in the ocean. Uh, we had all our neighbor friends come and kind of welcome us, and uh, the first night out, we get there, we're wearing shorts. It's like you know, plus 36 or whatever and super humid. So we're in shorts and, you know, tank tops and whatnot. And we're going and we're playing in this field. Like there's like this park nearby and we go to the park with the kids and we're all playing. And we notice they're all wearing, you know, uh, long, long pants and, you know, like uh, cargo pants and whatnot. And we're like, what the hell are they doing? Like, aren't they dying of heat? You know, in Australia, you think they would, I've heard of shorts here. Apparently, shorts was a bad idea. And you might be wondering why. Well, when you go out at nighttime in Australia, that's when a lot of the vicious creatures that lurk in the grass like to uh, hide and rest and do whatever or come out or pray. So wearing shorts basically leaves you no buffer between you and the fangs of the things that hide in the grass, like the snakes and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I remember them telling us, they said, oh, mate, like, why are you wearing shorts? It's like, uh, because it's fucking hot. 
and I, I don't want to die, but apparently that's a really bad move because when you go to play with your friends outside, uh, there are some venomous creatures. So wearing pants is optimal at times in Australia, as well as the cane toads. I don't know if people know about this. Uh, something that shocked me. Uh, they encourage you to kill these things because there's an infestation of them. When At nighttime, when you go out in Australia, the streets will be littered in cane in toads. They just they all come out and they're all over the place. Like everywhere, every couple feet you'll see them. And people encourage you to go out with salt and just pour it on them because apparently it dries them out and kills them. Just salt. It's crazy to think that that happens. But I know uh, I might get in trouble. I was a kid at this point, but they didn't tell you to kill them. So I was just doing what they told us to. But people would go out with shovels and uh, like clod hoppers, like big mud stomping boots and just go out and stomp on them. In the morning, you'd see them all dried up and dead on the road. Um, but yeah, so we'd go out and I remember me and my friends, we would take like, you know, like cleaning solutions or methylated spirits or like um, uh, like axe, you know what I mean? And a lighter and literally just go out and try to torch them. I mean... I know that sounds crazy, but when we were kids, it was like, yeah, they people encourage that kind of stuff. Looking back now, it seems kind of cruel, but they are a massive problem in Australia. I guess maybe killing them with fire was not the best way. Maybe a good old stomp would have been better. But again, the mind of a 10-year-old, pretty dumb. I was the ant bully, I guess. Not proud of it, but I'm sharing these stories so that you you don't make the same mistakes that I do. You know, I think it's it's important to learn from each other. And that's that's very important. Yep, summer's here officially. Uh, almost July, actually. It's my birthday birthday month. That's right. The entire month is now dedicated to me. No, just kidding. Actually, I don't really like birthdays too much. But uh, my birthday's coming up. Getting older. Definitely been thinking about that a lot. It's, it's crazy. The older we get, how much uh, how much changes around us. You know, it's like when you're younger, you really think you're you're immortal, or everybody's uh, immortal around you, and you just kind of get old, and you just realize how important some things are, and spending time with people, and uh, enjoying yourself, and you know, doing the things you love, and breathing a little bit. I think that's something I'm starting to learn. Is just uh, you know, working too much can be a bad thing. Sometimes you got to take a, a moment to just stop and smell the smell the flowers. You know, although lately it's been really wet outside. And not very nice. We had a beautiful, beautiful uh, June. And then the last week and a half has been rain. I don't know about everybody else. Super hot around the globe, it seems. I've been seeing people post that it's incredibly warm where they are, no matter where they are. So I guess that's a, a thing right now. I hope it is going to be a beautiful summer, though. We've all been kind of locked inside for so long that everybody needs that escape. Get out, do some swimming or something like that. Oh, haircuts. I can't. I can't wait for that. I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. Haircut and live music, or or just seeing some of my friends again that were uh, so afraid to get together. We uh we all be able to move into uh, to Dark Knight until dawn. My Batman fan film that we're making. Um, really really excited about it. There's a lot of cool things and a lot of uh, interesting things that are coming with that. Uh, we want to do some poster work coming up. We have to still cast for um the some of the roles itself because we did change up um, some of the previous characters and ideas. But that's going to be quite the film. I, uh, I'm not sure people are really, uh, I'm not sure what the, what they're expecting from this, but, um, if you watched 15 keys the other night on the live stream, which is available on the channel right now as well, you'll know, uh, you've seen the quality of that film, but I can assure you dark night until dawn will be, you know, cinema quality. It's been a good 10 years, actually, probably, probably, I know about 10 years since we made uh, 15 keys. And that was the first kind of like real film that I, uh, made, didn't have any idea about recording audio. 
you know, like, you know, d depth of field, different lenses, all that stuff. So, you know, when you watch Keys, it's kind of a really basic movie, but I think the story was all right. It was there. I really appreciate anybody that uh, came and joined us for that red carpet event. We'll be doing another one, not this weekend coming up, taking a bit of a breather, but uh, the weekend after. I think we might do 14 Keys. Why not? You know, uh, we'll kind of maybe do some binge watching or uh, do a couple red carpet events where we'll watch like episodes one through four and then uh, five through eight uh, the next time. But yeah, I think that'll be really cool. Those episodes will be up on here eventually for free as well. But if you want, you can join us for red carpet events by going to the website. There is a seven day free trial right now. Go to www.brandb.ca and sign up. I've uh, been adding a lot of new features to the website. We just added instant messaging. So you can create your social profile on there and chat with us, uh, share your own stuff. It's a really easier way to kind of chat with me. I need podcast ideas as well. So if you guys have some really interesting topics, uh, even today I was going to kind of do a random topic that came up. and We can get into that in a minute. But if you guys have topics, uh, definitely send them my way on uh, brandb.ca. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me. You can create your own profile, put your own pictures, share gifts, yada, yada, yada. There's so much fun stuff on there. And the instant, instant messaging system now allows me to contact uh, you guys directly without having to worry about the buffer of, uh, you know, Instagram filters or a general inbox and all that other stuff. So it's really, really, really exciting. I'm working on a vlog this for this Friday. I've got a bunch of uh, materials in the vault. Dustin and I went out and filmed uh, the other day, but we had uh, some stabilizer footage. We're, using, we're trying to test out the stabilizer, but it didn't work, uh, and I couldn't see that. Well, it didn't work for whatever reason it works itself but uh, Dustin was having some issues so we're gonna possibly post that footage we met this really interesting homeless guy that asked me what I was all about and whatnot and we kind of did a little interview with him so uh, I might post that up just so you guys can see that um, I'm just not really sure exactly what I should be vlogging I've been doing a lot of boxing training uh, my brother won't allow me to film him and I working out he said you can you can film yourself but um, I definitely I uh, want to film my brother and I working out. We definitely went really hard today as well. Trying to push myself to absolute muscle failure every time I'm working out just because that's the way you're, you're getting the max out of it. Basically, you're pushing yourself until you can't lift anymore. And I'm, I'm doing that every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, and doing boxing training as well. I'm trying to get some of my friends into boxing. Here's a question for you guys. I know uh, boxing is becoming widely popular on uh, on YouTube and whatnot. And I would love... At some point to actually be a part of a boxing event or a boxing match. I don't know if you guys would want to see me get into a fight with somebody. It wouldn't be anything brutal. Um, I think people often think it's more vicious than it really is. The sport's quite fun and it's 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 about you know being tactical and, and strategic. So uh, not necessarily about beating people up. While it is at the same point. But I mean uh, I would love to you know do an amateur fight. Start off with somebody who's maybe got the same kind of skill set before I try to jump in and do a uh, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. You know, I'd like a, a, the the possibility to win the fight, but something good, you know, I think it'd be entertaining. I'd like to see a, a card fight uh, that would be entertaining for you guys, maybe somebody a, a little bit bigger than myself. But uh, I, I have some prospects, some people that I was talking to about it that are friends. So, you know, we're going to, it'd be a friendly contest. But I think it'd be really cool. Um, you know, to put on that kind of contest and get in a little boxing match, maybe put on some other events. It'll be locals here, so nobody uh, really special, but uh, I think it'd be kind of cool for everybody to just put, like, some friendly bets down and see what happens. Win or lose, I don't care. I mean, if I get my ass kicked, great. It's it's a sport. It's not about, you know, a beating or anything like that. I think it's it'll be fun. Uh, I don't think I'll get my ass kicked, though. I'm pretty pretty confident, but sometimes that can be the downfall as well. 
you know, overconfidence actually, but uh, I've been really, really training actually. Um, I didn't really sleep too much last night working on a lot of different things. So I got this new uh, training headband that you basically, it's got like a ball attached to it. I don't know what the professional thing or professional word for it is, but you, you basically have to punch it and it comes back at you. It's like, it's, it's a little ball that like sits on your head. It seems kind of ridiculous, like a dog's toy, but uh, it just really helps your reflexes and your power and your timing. And uh, it's really fun getting really good at that. And I'm just envisioning my opponent. So if you guys want to see that, you leave me comments uh, below. Definitely leave me comments on the channel. I need that to grow this channel right now. So if you want to see more content like this, it helps a lot. Uh, just talk to each other, uh, spam comments, leave likes. Likes are very important to the uh, YouTube algorithm system. Also the watch time, all that stuff. Do whatever you can to help me out if you want to see more content. Uh, I'm super, super thankful. We just broke 1,000 subscribers uh, about a week ago or so. And the channel seems to be growing exponentially, actually almost as much as my other channel, Flicks and Chills, which is at like 26,000 subscribers. So I'm really, really thankful that uh, everybody seems to be enjoying the content and kind of running along the ride with me. Um, anything you guys want to see, guys and gals, anything uh, or anybody else, just anything you want to see, let me know so that I can accommodate because I want to make some great content. Uh, I want to kind of change it up. I don't want to be stagnant. I think, you know, like, just doing gaming or just this, you know, podcast or whatnot kind of gets boring. I want to have some flavor for everybody. Uh, Dustin and I talked about doing shorts, but they take a lot more effort. Flicks and Chills is also going to have some more role plays. I almost tried to record one last night, but my uh, neighbor, I think unintentionally, uh, made a lot of noise. So while trying to record something pretty peaceful was really uh, difficult. So I'm thinking I might even try to do an on-location um, video for Flicks and Chills, looking at doing a Fight Club uh, role play the next level of it where we're kind of going against the ASMR community. We're going to take down the ASMR community, uh, you know, like Tyler, Tyler Durden style. But anyways, uh, hopefully you guys would be interested in seeing that because I'm going to try and find a good location for it, but it won't be binaural. So I'll be recording with a condenser mic so that I can record out in public without having to, uh, try and set up a USB microphone, which I would have no capability of doing for you guys. It's probably all like mumbo jumbo. Like shut the hell up. Just make the content, man. We don't care. We don't care about the technical aspect or we just don't know what you're talking about. It's not that we don't care. We don't know. I'm looking at all my Funkos here. I've been trying not to buy Funkos lately because Funko just keeps cramming these exclusives down my neck. It's crazy. Like They've got so many um, so many cool Funkos though, but it's like there's one right now that I wanted to get my hands on, a Blacklight uh, Ghost Rider. But it's like if you were to buy it online, it's like $300. And I was looking at this. I went to uh, Toys R Us the other day when I was doing a vlog and I seen a, um, there was the Marvel versus Capcom arcade and Mortal Kombat arcades, which those are two that I would want. And you look at it, you could get one of these Funko Pops or you could pretty much buy an arcade. It just blows my mind that like, you know, there's so much value to some of these, but Funko's really pushing it because they're, they're creating like this, almost this false demand by only releasing, you know, 20 or 30 of a certain, uh, you know, version of vinyl pop. And it's, uh, it's a little frustrating, but I get it. They're making their money. They're doing well. I seen a poll on uh, YouTube yesterday asking, is Funko Pops addicting? Yes, I own 320 of these. I'm looking at it to the sides because they're, they're everywhere around me. They're behind me. You guys can see them kind of blurred out in the background, but I've got a whole wall of Batman here. I think, how many do I have now? At least at least 70-some-odd Batman Funkos. Most of my collection is, is Batman, and I've got this giant, giant, 18 inch Batman which is insane I love it though 
every morning I wake up and I kind of just look at all these and it's really fun. It, it almost reminds me of having like an amusement park in my, my house or like, uh, you know, an arcade actually that, you know, that's pretty much what I'm going for. I think one day, um, once I get out of this apartment and away from the neighbors, which is definitely the goal, uh, is to have like a really kind of cool setup. My niece and nephew, um, that want to come to my place and check it out. Um, just because of the amount of cool stuff around here. A lot of, like, you know, I, I guess I kind of never grew up in a sense. I got all these cool lights and the, these different kind of uh, different setups. But, I, you know, I think that's great. I think it's good not to uh, take yourself too seriously and not to uh, try to age too much. It's funny because I I, uh, I see people, you know, unboxing with and whatnot. And I've got colored hand wraps and, and people try to make fun of you for it. But it's it's like... It's funny that they notice it because, you know, they have to comment on it because I think they do like it. I think a lot of people do like color in their life. But I think you get to a certain point or age where you feel like you're not allowed to be colorful, especially for men. Men have this stupid uh, machoism. You know, we have a lot of unspoken rules that uh, we socially go along with. The older I've gotten, I think it's kind of ridiculous. You know, I was talking to my father who uh, said when he was younger, he used to feel uncomfortable. Not He wasn't a homophobe or anything, but he used to feel uncomfortable with gay people. And then he just said, like, it was really other people's thoughts that were placed on him that made him feel that way. Uh, you know, as, and he's, as he's growing, he says, like, really, I have no problem. He's like, some of the best people I know, you know, and some of his best friends are gay or whatnot. So, you know, it, it's really interesting to see how uh, the world is changing. I don't know where I was going with that. Sometimes I do that. That's my weed brain. That's the unfortunate part of smoking weed. People are going to say, oh, weed is bad. Weed is good. Sometimes, you know, you can smoke a big blunt. No, I wouldn't recommend doing that, actually. Uh, and going to work out, though. Sometimes I uh, I smoke weed before I go to work out, and I'll tell you, it keeps me laser-focused. You can jump rope for an hour if you're focused on that, or, or do a lot of sparring kind of training. I know Joe Rogan's a big adv advocate for it. A lot of people say smoking weed makes you very lazy. Uh, I think that's the mentality. I talked about weed last time. I don't want to become that guy that's always advocating uh, marijuana because I know it's kind of like that taboo thing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop with that one. I know that's a touchy topic for some people, but I seem to do that. I seem to do that. I don't really have too much else to talk about today, so I think I'm gonna cap off this episode. But I hope you guys are having a great Monday. I hope you do some amazing things. Uh, there is some more content today. We are going to be gaming. I think we're going to continue with Knights of the Old Republic. I thought about doing some UFC, um, creating a character, maybe making an outrageous character or making myself and uh, doing a little fight stream. Let me know in the comments below. You have to post on the actual comment of the video. Don't post in the live chat. Let me know. Do you want to see Knights of the Old Republic tonight or do you want to see some UFC? I can do either or. I don't care. And then there is also a new video on Flicks and Chills. Uh, I'm considering a couple options there. I do have a couple uh, videos in the vault that I can post up or I can possibly do a live, maybe a Q&A because I know there's a lot of people that have questions uh, regarding uh, some of the changes made with... Um, the channel itself uh my last video is doing super super well so i'm also kind of afraid to post a new video and, and drop its ranking because i know youtube kind of does that once you post a new video the other one becomes old news so um yeah leave me some likes comments let me know uh topics for next week would be absolutely great if you can leave me comments on what you want to see as far as topics they can be crazy i was going to talk about this one uh but i think i will save it for next week our next week, our next uh, podcast on Wednesday is, what is the worst way to die? I'm going to say right off the bat, probably fire or water. 
drowning, you know, being being uh, set on fire. But uh, let's hear what you guys have to say. And next week, I'm going to kind of go into that. I'm going to look up some interesting, uh, interesting ways to die. And then we'll discuss those on Wednesday. So I hope you guys have a great Monday. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Be good to each other. Love you guys. And do good things. All right. See you on the next one. I know you're gonna dig this. You're listening to Brandcast Around the World with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're gonna dig this. You're listening to Brandcast Around the World with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m.